Ladies and gentlemen, stand here for the Bulldog Fans Podcast. Here's your hosts, Matt and Scott, on their way down the tunnel at ANZ Stadium, on their way to the microphone. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up. Go up as one for Matt and the NRL Bulldogs Podcast. So that's Steve. Well, today is Team List Tuesday, and you know what that means. That's right. After about a thousand years, the NRL is back, and so are we. Scotty, how did you survive the suspension? The only thing what got me through, to be honest, I think. <laughs> what was, about uh, yourself? That's a bit of fun, wasn't it? Uh, oh, been, it was awesome. I've been sitting around watching a lot of uh, old Origin games. I've got up to uh, the end of the 1995 Origin series from the beginning, so... Oh, not too far away. Not too far away from, <laughs> until today. Not really. <laughs> What's that? It's 30 years away. <laughs> Three games. You could do that in a couple afternoons, I reckon. <laughs> Slash well, evenings. Well, it's good to be back and recording, and there's been some Bulldogs news in the last couple of days. Uh, let's start with uh, Andrew McCulloch. Earlier this week was linked to the club with a two-year deal. However, Andrew Hill has come out and moved to separate those uh, separate the club from those reports. It was an interesting rumour, wasn't it? It was just funny how he's just got to Newcastle. He's just been released by Brisbane not long ago. He's just arrived in Newcastle. Then to say he signed with another team before he was even played a game for his new team. It's pretty funny. Yeah, well, his deal with Newcastle was always to be to the end of this season. So it wouldn't surprise me if he... Uh, did sort out his uh, future beyond this season already, but uh, not to be the case, apparently. Uh, lots of negative uh, opinions about it, though, on, on the socials. Well, I think he goes all right. He's a former Origin hooker. He's a, yeah. he's played plenty of finals. He's played big games for the Brisbane Broncos. I mean, we could do worse in the hooker department, and he adds a bit of depth, but... And saying that, we do have Sione Katoa and I think Jerry Marshall King for the next few years. So, it I don't know. It kind of makes sense and it doesn't make sense to go for him. Well, yeah. Well, I reckon some people have some pretty short memories. Yeah, Queensland Origin representative, as you said. Uh, that was that was only 2018, mm. so not that long ago at all. He's played in eight different NRL final series. He's played in one NRL grand final, which was a loss to the Cowboys by one point. Um, he's had probably one bad year. It's definitely not the worst signing ever if it was to happen. In fact, a change of coaching, playing style and scenery may see him bounce back to some good form, whether mm. that's with us or another club. Um, yeah, anyway, so the more exciting news, and the, I guess the news that has been uh, received by the fan base more, more welcoming, welcomingly, <laughs> is uh, John Bateman being linked to the club on a four-year deal starting in 2021. What do you think of this one? I'm going to say I wrote it to be a big no-no. I think let's... I don't reckon we should sign him for next year. Why? Why? He's currently contracted to the Raiders for the end of next season. He's said that he's... I think he's got two more years. Well, two more years? Okay, so two more years. I thought it was the end of 2021. But anyway, he... Has asked for a release. There's been there's been plenty of rumors around the grand prior to the grand final that he's apparently made his first request to a release. I don't know who goes into a grand final thinking about being released or asking for a release. He's doing it because he, he if he tests himself on the open market, he 
he's hit the scene in the NRL running. Like, I like his talent. I think he's a really good player. I just don't think his attitude will fit. He's just going where the money is. He, I just want him to serve out his time. He signed the contract with the Raiders. Unless if the Raiders gave him permission prior with signing other players and they might have got a, into a tight squeeze. But from all reports, it looks like he wants out. And I don't think they're players you want in in your club who are just chasing the big dollar. Yeah, it, the way he's trying to leave Canberra does sound messy. It look, looks messy. It sounds messy. He has come out and claimed on Twitter that um, that he has a clause in his contract that's, that can be renegotiated every season. Mm, and I just, so, I just don't know the way it's been portrayed. I know he's came out and defended himself, and he said that. And then he also made a big statement saying that if he was to get more money, then of course, why wouldn't he? He's got a daughter that has to pay for university. He's making it sound like his statement makes it sound like he's only on fifty or sixty grand a year, but he's not. He's on well north of that. Uh, he's working well more above the average wage in anywhere in Australia by multiply. He's more, he's more than likely more than the Prime Minister of Australia is on. And then he's saying that he might not be able to get his daughter through university. And when there's especially hex fees and everything like that, like it's just, I think it's a cop-out. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the fee situation uh, is in the, the UK for university, but yeah. Um... He'd be, he's definitely a great player, though. Oh. English international took or was a big part of why Canberra got to the grand final last year. If we were to get him along with Luke Thompson, uh, it's already confirmed, uh, and then Andrew McCulloch, all of a sudden that forward pack's looking like a representative one. You've also got Josh, uh, Josh uh, Jackson in there, too. Yeah, I mean, I want the talent of uh, Bateman to come across. I just not liking the way it's been portrayed in the media and his responses to some of the things. So I'm a bit scared of the attitude point of view. All right. To the excitement for this weekend. Today is Tuesday, Teamless Tuesday. As we said earlier, we're back on the field this Sunday versus Manly and the team has been named. Dallin Wattelli's Isaac is the fullback. The wingers are Nick Meany and Christian Crichton. In the centers, Remus Smith and Will Hopawati. The halves are Lachlan Lewis and Jack Cogger. Up front, we've got Jesse Sue, Jeremy Marshall-King and Dylan Napper. Josh Jackson and Dean Britt are the second rowers. The lock is Adam Elliott. On the bench, Jake Avrilio, Rinoff Tuamaga, Raymond Fatala Mariner and Octahiki Ogden. The reserves list is Kieran Holland, Aidan Tolman, Sioni Katoa and Brandon Wakeham. What do you make of that one? I was very interested when I heard that Tolman was in the extended bench and not number eight, but the reports are coming out now that he's got a hip problem that he's trying to shake off before the game and they're not confident that he will make it this week. So that might make sense. They're preparing without Tolman. I'm, that's what it's coming. But when I first read it, I thought, oh, what the hell happened here? And Jesse Sue coming back as well for his first game since his knee injury and the top level. And he's yeah, straight into the starting. Straight into the start, yeah, straight into starting. And uh, I'm finally, we've got a halfback. <laughs> Jack Cogger goes to the seven. Um, Lachlan Lewis is still at six. Uh, what was I going to... Oh, that's right. The the milestones this week. Hopawati, he plays 150th NRL game. Marshall King plays his 50th NRL game as well. Well, congratulations to the boys. Uh, we're playing this game at Central Coast Stadium as a part of the uh, no crowd situation of the NRL at the moment. And I've just gone, had a little look at our record at Central Coast Stadium. Do you know what it is? Oh, I heard it was a positive one. 
But we've pl- done it. We've played nine games there for seven wins. Is our last win against the Melbourne Storm up there? I don't have that in front of me at the moment. But uh, yeah, nine games at the Central Coast for uh, seven wins and two losses. So hopefully we can keep that going in heading into uh, this weekend. And uh, Simi, that's one of six stadiums that will be used uh, while the crowds are locked out at the moment. Uh, it, it looks pretty good if we can keep that record up. And another stat that you haven't mentioned is Dean Bay hasn't lost a round three game yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a Scott special, that one. <laughs> it's true. It is true. Okay, I'm just going to find this up for you real quick here. All right, the last game at no, the last game at Central Coast that we played was against the Gold Coast Titans. Oh yes, yes, yeah, I do remember that. We won 36-14 in twenty. Yeah, I do remember that. Yes, I do remember that now. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're undefeated to the Northern Eagles there. Lost to the West Tigers once. We've been in Canberra, Melbourne, and Cronulla, uh, Cronulla twice. Lost to the Cowboys and beat the Gold Coast at Central Coast Stadium. Uh, well, while we're talking about the stadiums and there's no crowds, uh, Peter Volantis has come out and said that cap crowds could be a figure as early as July 1st. Oh, damn, I'm hoping so. I'm looking forward to it. I just want to go back in there. Back to watching at the yeah, stadium. So, so going from what he's say, saying, uh, uh, members that have pledged their support to the club through this hard time may be the first to get back into the ground. He says that he uh, rewards a lot. Awesome, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, the reason I bring this up is just that... Um, how good is it, Peter Volandi's noticing loyalty from the members and looking to repay that? It, That's amazing. It is amazing. Incredible. I was watching the news and I was saying if they had games potentially at ANZ, which I'm not too sure they will because of their redevelopment. I'm not too sure if that, if that gets delayed or not with the COVID-19. But they said they could potentially hold up to 20,000 with social distancing, 7,500 7, at Bank West and 5,000 at Cogra. If they so use the social distancing, yeah. but I'm not too sure if ANZ's still available, that should allow all the members to through the gates and then a little well, bit of ticket sales. The, well, the government is pushing ahead with the redevelopment of ANZ Damn. Stadium, so according to them, that won't be delayed, which is probably a good thing for mm, our yes. But I was thinking more of <laughs> sitting at the stadium that we could get back into 20,000 where all the members would be allowed to go. We said around the almost 16,000 members, I believe, from, from last look, so. Not all of them are reserved seats or come from New South Wales, so you'd think that about 13,000 would be a full season ticketed. So, Well, we also don't know how many are still members after the opportunity to get a refund. I'm sure some people would have tried to take that up. Anyway, uh, just breaking down the revised draw, uh, the teams that we played twice are the Georgia Lawara, Parramatta, the West Tigers, Manly and South Sydney. I think that seems pretty fair. Doesn't seem too harsh. Doesn't seem too easy. Mm, it's we've got a few what you'd think were at top of the table teams, or from last year, top of the table, and you've got a few teams who finished bottom of the table last year who we've got twice as well, or finished in the bottom eight. So I think it's, we've got a fair run. This is the interesting part, though. They've got a day by day breakdown. All this information coming from NRL.com. Uh, we played three Thursday games, one Friday game, 
five Saturday games, ten Sunday games, and one Monday game. Yes, the Monday's the long week, the Queen's birthday long weekend against the Dragons. So that's stuck, which is exciting. Yep. That wasn't the reason I brought that up. I brought it up for the 10 Sunday games. Yeah. Isn't that incredible? The Sunday That's awesome. Special. I mean, we do. I know from the fact I haven't looked too far into the draw, but I know from the fact that we have to wait until 6.30 for the first two games, final game of the round. Yes, uh, the first yeah, first two rounds are back. We're playing the last game of the round. And also, um, we don't play on a day other than Sunday until round nine. Oh, well, it was. That's good turnaround period. That's... <laughs> oh, so, sorry. Let me let me correct. Sunday or Monday? Obviously, we play Queen's birthday mm-hmm. Monday, but yeah, we don't play a, a Thursday, Friday, Saturday game until after. That's uh, that's awesome nine, because so. it gives us plenty of time to recover. Week little bumps and bruises and little knocks. Seven days is the perfect turnaround, ideal amount of turnaround to get. Well, actually. I actually had a look into all the teams day by day breakdown after seeing that we had 10. I was thinking maybe with the low crowds, you know, I was trying to give everyone a six or seven day turnaround per game. And uh, there are some clubs that have 10 uh, or 11 games on one particular day, but there's other clubs that have a six, five, five breakdown as well. So it's a bit of a mixed bag, but that's just, just what it is in this situation. And the broadcasters, sorry, right. I was going to just say the broadcasters would have some sort of say as well. Oh well, they've had a lot. They've had a lot of say in the rest of the draw for this season, um, seeming as though that we've lost them games, and they they need particular games on uh, to get the the best broadcast figures as well. Alrighty, uh, going into our rugby league world, we've only got the one topic, so we'll talk about that. And I think we're done for the for the week, Scotty. A bit of a quick one. Uh, unfortunately, today after I got home from work. I sat down, opened Twitter on my phone and thought, let's have a look at some team list. I was super excited. And the first thing I saw is that um, Cronulla Sharks player Bronson Sherry uh, has been stood down immediately uh, after a uh, drug test in last November has come back positive for about four or five very long words. Uh, I've I've looked into it. And uh, it seems to be steroid use, unfortunately. Silly, silly boy. The timing is incredible. Two days before kickoff, uh, this comes out. It's interesting to note that the test happened in November, but uh, two days before kickoff is Quick, when it's announced. Why was this done before round one? When they've... Uh, well, the... It doesn't seem to be much of a reason, but the best reason I've seen so far, and it wasn't even from Asada, is that... Um, Things have been delayed because of Christmas break, the bushfires, and then. Okay, so that's what's caused the delay. That's okay, that's fair. But it's amazing how it finds its way out now and not last week or two weeks ago, still, where they had a nine week break where it could have fell on any time in those nine weeks. But it happens right on Tingless Tuesday, which is arguably one of the most popular days on Twitter when every team just drops their, when everyone drops their team and tweets and Instagrams it and whatever. So it's very popular on the social media, but that, that happens to break the story right before it, the team list gets announced, but no sympathy for him. Absolutely none. Well, before we get to crucify the young guy, we've got to remember that one positive test 
does not mean a drug cheat, and one positive test does not mean a suspension. He does have the right to have his B sample tested, and if that comes back with different results, um, the initial results will just be put down to a unusual occurrence that well, can I sometimes hope... happen when you're doing these type of testing. So they he could they could test his B sample. If that comes back completely clear, they could just say uh, they it could be put down to just an unnormal sort of result in the testing. So that's best case scenario for Bronson. It also uh, looks like worst case scenario he could be rubbed out for. I think it's between that's, two and four that years. That could be a good part of your career. That's a big chunk. That's... Yeah, well, I don't see him, don't see him coming back if if it turns out that he he has Positive. been. Uh, yeah, well, he then... has been cheating. They think too many yeah, clubs will have him back. Maybe the Super League or something. His name will be just tarnished pretty much forever, I think. Terrible timing for Cronulla too, because they put him up for the media yesterday and he was talking about how he's faster than Josh Car now or catching Josh Car and he's been working on his sprint training all off-season and all that kind of stuff and it comes out today. Oh, that's, steroids, that's interesting, so. the choice of words of the track, like his, how his performance is... Has... Is improved. Oh, it's fascinating. Yeah, he has been working for sprint coach as well, too. So oh, we're yeah. not passing any sort of judgment the, if, if he's guilty or not. Uh, we'll the, see what happens, but very poor just the timing. timing but yeah. also, you've got to, I mean, the Sharks let go Josh Morris because they're having some cap issues, but also Josh wanted to go. They let go Josh Morris and they've put a lot of faith in him to have Bronson Sherry, and now they've lost their two big gun centers. For the that's going to yeah. be a massive hole for the Sharks to fill because both of them can score from anywhere or cause damage anywhere on the field. You could just say, Josh, you know, Josh Morris starts things in his own half, you just pass him the ball and he makes something happen. And so is Bronson, so is Bronson Sherry that he makes things happen. They just lost two strike weapons out of their team. I didn't even think about Cronulla losing uh, Josh Morris then. Uh, or when I heard the news, I have gone through and looked. If they still have a number of outside picks. Was that, was that great caliber? <laughs> well, they've got well, they've got like NRL quality. Like Matt Moylan uh, has been named in the reserves mm. this week for Cronulla. Uh, I'm just trying to quickly pull the team up now for the Sharks. Uh, we're not a Sharks podcast, so it's not on hand. Uh, but look, they've got. They've got Katoa and Mortalo on the wings, Dugan and Ramian in the centres, and then they got Matt Moylan in Jersey mm. by 10. I mean, so. Ramian's a gun centre. They've got... Mm. Yeah. All right, let's wrap this up. We're trailing off into the normal rugby league world now. Scotty, we're playing mainly this Yeah, we'll win, win and Jack Hogg will be man of the match. There you go. Proud to be a bulldog. Thanks, guys. Bye.